Hello and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Wellness. I'm an intuitive therapist and energy healer and here to give you guidance and support in challenging times. So today, this episode, I'm going to be talking about documentation of love. So first of all, I'd like to send love and blessings to everyone for the new year and as we enter into a new chapter of our of our lifetime um documentation of love what that means we are in some challenging times and i know every single one of us that are listening to this right now would have experienced some sort of connection to the pain that we are experiencing on the planet right now with COVID-19 and with the shift patterns that are taking place. We know there are shifts going on, but huge shifts towards humanitarianism. We're going into an age of Aquarius where the light is being heightened on the planet. We're going closer to the light and we're beginning to understand how we only have each other as a species to rely on each other. We're all connected. And what I think about you doesn't matter. And what you think about me doesn't matter. Because thoughts can be sometimes a block in the way of human kindness and, and love. Moving into the 21st century, for some people, there was lots of things that they believed would happen. Same way when we went into the new millennium, people believed that there was going to be a huge shift. And I personally believe, and I don't push my beliefs onto anyone, but my personal story and the way that I connect to my, my own personal guidance and the way I've developed my intuition over many decades to understand that I listen to my higher self more and I'm starting to believe that some of the messages that I get through, some of the intuitive thoughts that come through, they have some meaning. Most recently I was, I've been working with clients and talking a lot about attachment and detachment. When we talk about attachment, attachment to everything in the material world, we're so attached to capitalism, materialism, objects, things, the internet, people, sex, food, clothes, um, doing. We don't give ourselves that time in between to stop and to just be. And the way I described it was if we can imagine our spinal cord and every vertebrae, in between every vertebrae, Every vertebrae is a structure, but in between every vertebrae, there is an area where it's fluid. And in this fluidity, I believe that is the non-attachment. And I feel that that non-attachment is, if we can every now and again go into that non-attachment, we can start to rebalance our thought process and our belief systems, especially our core beliefs that we have to keep moving. We're not good enough. We have to be perfect. We have to reach a certain level of acceptance. We have to do better. These are all constraints that are coming from our early age of development. 
and sometimes, as I've said in the past, going as far back as in fetal stage when we're in the womb, when, you know, before we come into the world. So really attachment to everything doesn't really, it means something for a while, but when we can get to a stage where to recognize that nothing has any meaning, nothing is special, nothing means anything. Everything comes from our perception. And as in A Course in Miracles, it states that everything that I see doesn't have any meaning until I put a meaning to it. So as we move forward into, you know, a new a new era, um, where we're starting to really feel compassion, compassion and empathy for other human beings and for ourselves, more importantly. One of the things in my meditation this morning that came up was why can I not give myself a compliment? Or why do I feel kind of there's a little bit of a, almost like a little bit of a nudge when I give myself a compliment? To tell myself that I am perfect as I am. I have no need to worry about what others think about me. I have no need to worry on things that I have no control over. I am perfect as I am. You are perfect as you are. Trying to change something, trying to change something in us. I think, and I can only talk from my personal experience, where in my early years, I had to fit in. I had to be someone to be accepted. I would follow the crowd. I would follow that person that bullied me. I would listen to those people that really showed me no kindness, believing that that was all I was. I didn't have the ability or the emotional intelligence to understand at that point. And I think that I had to go through those experiences to get to where I am now. And I'm not saying for one minute that we all have to go into our 60s to reach a point of understanding. We can change at any time. We can. We are in control. We can press that button to shift and to adjust, to detaching from what we knew, the concepts of life that we've known up to now. The documentation of love Okay, what does that mean? So for me to document that means that, first of all, there are, there are a few things that I, I go to. In my meditation, I will start by being in gratitude. Gratitude for my sense of self. Gratitude for my strength. My strength that gives me the ability to stand up to everything that I face, the challenges. My faith to understand that faith is something that is important. I need to have that faith. And when I can feel into the faith, as I stop right now and I feel into my faith, I'm detaching from everything external that I believe I have to tap into to, to, to be something, to get somewhere in life. Understanding my documentation of my, my love for myself is understanding that everything happens for a reason. 
you have come to this part of your journey and you've had so many experiences that have brought you to a deeper understanding moment by moment, day by day, month by month, year by year. You're coming to an understanding continually. Patience. The patience to sit and become the observer. To become the observer to the trees blowing, to the blue sky, to the birds singing. To standing in front of, front of a, ba- a branch of a tree and watching the leaves fall. Watching the stream as the water is flowing towards the bigger ocean. Patience to listen. Patience to listen to the critical mind. Patience to take on board everything that you don't want to listen to. Patience to notice the blocks and the defenses that up to now have protected you, have saved you. Guidance. My documentation of my guidance my guidance and for some it can it can be a short period of life to tune in to develop the guidance and to acknowledge and accept the guidance that every single one of us has all we need to do is to tune in and to keep asking for the guidance to come to us in this way we are led continually to understanding that we are not alone We are not alone in our journey and in our struggles. Wisdom. Wisdom comes through the third eye in between our eyebrows. The celestial level of asking for angelic love, asking for angelic guidance. Angels, if you believe in that, are with us all the time. We have earth angels, we have higher angels, hierarchy and lowerarchy, angels that guide us, that are there. We just have to reach out. A pack of angel cards have meaning. And if you if you follow cards, you know, they're such a, a good way for documentation of love. Um, I have so many different sets of cards, but one that I love is the Four Agreements. Um, and I've, I've read the book and I've had these cards for many years. And one of the things that I take from it that's helped me a lot has been not to take things personally. Um, when I'm faced with um, anything that takes me out of my peaceful mind, I have to tell myself, I can't take this personally. If someone's criticizing me, I can't take this personally because probably they're coming from their pain, which I can identify to. Wisdom is something that we all have. Wisdom is something that we can't keep. Once we acquire wisdom, the universe, God, whatever it is for you, Gaia, Mother Earth, we're instructed to share our wisdom, to share our knowledge. We give it away freely. Health, my documentation of my health. Um, I'm going through something at the moment with a very, very bad toothache. Um, 
and some dental work that I've been going through for the last couple of months. And it's been, it's not been very nice, I'll be honest with you. But what it's taught me is that it's really opened up that, that part of me that, oh, it's like I'm like a bear with a sore head. And um, it's been, it's been interesting to watch how my moods and my emotions react to to my health when it's out of balance having covid back last march and coming through that and still going through long covid where you know i'm not the same person that i was health wise and um just watching that but at the same time being able to understand that i'm in control of my health so every morning i take teddy out i go for a walk um every morning I do my meditation every morning, I breathe air every morning as much as I can. Sometimes I can't be bothered and that's okay as well. But most mornings I'll juice and I'll do everything I can to help <clears throat> and assist my health. It's not always easy to stay on track and some people will say to me, you know, but how do you, how do you keep up with this? And that's, that's the challenge. Do we have to do this every single day? Do I have to go through all of this to get to a place of serenity and peace? And the simple answer is no. You know, that leads to overwhelming. And when we get overwhelmed about doing the same thing or being methodic about doing something day in, day out and trying to reach that perfect place, then we will get overwhelmed. And this is where, from my personal perspective, we, we collapse. And when we collapse, it's it's like the cycle of addiction. We feel guilty, we feel bad, so then we go back and we have a break. And in that break, you know, there can be feelings that come up or thoughts or the self-critical mind that can keep coming back to tell us that we haven't done well, we're never going to make it to what we're striving to be. And this is something to pay attention to because our ego mind is very deceptive. It can make us believe that um, it can make us believe that we failed in anything that we, we strive to do. It can make us believe that we're never going to get to that place. We're never going to get to the top of the mountain. But remember, it's all about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's not about getting somewhere and reaching the top of that mountain. It's about the struggles and going through the journey. And I love that. I really do love that. I love it. In A Course of Miracles, um, my meditation for today is something that um, I'd like to share with you. God's voice is present even when we're not listening. It's beneficial to know that God never leaves our side. Obviously, we don't always listen to his guidance. And even when we do, we neglect to follow it sometimes. If we followed it, we'd experience every situation in our lives from far more peacefully. However, recognizing God's presence, even once, is a beginning. Any change we make in this regard strengthens our willingness to listen to God more quickly the next time we're feeling indecisive. So what keeps us from listening to the words of God? And I must say at this point, whatever God means to you. 
For most of us, the interloper is the incessantly nagging ego. It drowns out the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, we're never benefited by the ego's suggestions, but it keeps us too busy to evaluate our actions. We mistake busyness for worthiness. Perhaps. Let's remember we are always worthy in God's eye. It's the ego that labels us unworthy. We'd be so much happier, so much more peaceful if we gave our total attention to the Holy Spirit. Can that be so hard? Today's activities will trip me many times unless I keep my mind on God. Any discomfort I have is my clue that my mind has wandered. And I love that. I love the, the fact that our ego makes us believe something when ultimately we have a choice to be in the peaceful mind or in the fearful mind because that's what the ego is. The ego comes from fear. And knowledge, my documentation of love, knowledge, having knowledge, how powerful is that? When we watch that child on a, on a tablet, you know, maybe at the age of four or five, we, we really don't understand how much knowledge that child is taken in, be it negative or positive. And we have to really keep coming back to the development of the cognitive mind and how our cognitive brain develops from what we're told, from what we're shown. So each passage of time through the day, we're receiving knowledge to our benefit or to the benefit of others. Happiness. My documentation of happiness. I'm happier today than I've ever been in my life. Although there's sometimes where I might believe that I'm unhappy, but then I look at the, the drama that might be going on. As in my case, I have family members that have mental health issues that sometimes call on me for, for, for their help. They need me to help them. And what comes up is a break in my happiness because I go into a state of my old past resentments of when I was a child and having to help my mother as an example, who emotionally was very unstable and put a lot on me. I had to look after my sisters. I had to sit down and, and watch as she would unfold in avenues of pain and critical, emotional um, undoing. And it was painful. I, I believed as a child that I was responsible for helping her. So I see that now in my adult self, as I am now, as the adult that I am now, that one of my core beliefs is that I'm responsible for other people's happiness. So before I'm, I can be happy, I have to make sure that everyone around me is happy. And that's not true. It's not true, but how can, how can we make ourselves believe that? Well, that is a, that's a hard one. It really is a hard one. And I think what can come in you know, beyond that is the guilt. We feel guilty if we're putting ourselves first, if we're, if we're being self, selfish, as we've been told, being selfish is, is a negative crime. 
and we can't be selfish, but what can I do? What can you do in this moment? Just think about someone, just for one minute, just think about someone that you believe you have to help. And think of the reasons why you're helping that person, why you're helping them in a difficult, challenging time in their life. Now think about yourself, just imagine yourself stepping back and giving that person a chance to explore how they can help themselves. Step back and give them a chance to be able to connect to their guidance, to be able to connect to themselves. And notice how it feels to actually not be an enabler to another person's journey for the outcome to be beneficial to you. Yes, I know. <laughs> I feel that right now as I'm, as I'm doing this visualization myself. And what comes up are uncomfortable feelings. Uncomfortable feelings that I know are coming from a place that I don't recognize. And that place is my peaceful self, where I can tell myself that nothing is wrong, only my perception. And my perception is that person needs my help. That person won't survive. That situation won't change until I step in. Knowledge is everything. And once we have the knowledge to understand ourselves to document the self-love, to be able to stand by ourselves, with ourselves, and actually be able to create a space of fluidity in our life that can help us to be more flowing, be more open, be more sensitive to the light, be able to understand that we're in a time now, a critical time, where there's a mass exodus of souls that are leaving this planet to return home. And what does that mean on a spiritual level? Well, my understanding for myself, I believe that the mass exodus of souls that are leaving the planet right now, they're getting ready to come back and we're coming into a new dawn. And I probably won't be here to see it. Um, and many people might not be here to see it, but. We have to know and understand that when someone dies, be it if there's one second, two years age, two years of age, um, 51, 91, 101, we've all come here for a while to understand that life is all about love. So I want to leave you today with. Um, an exercise that you can do to document your love, strength, faith, understanding, patience, guidance, wisdom, health, and happiness. Document your love, document your love for yourself. 
what it means to you, go into the internal teacher, go into the internal parent, find out what your inner child needs, create that journey to self-love, to self-understanding and self-acceptance. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Wellness Journeys, Instagram, Journeys to Wellness, and um, of course on Spotify. Um, I think I'm on Apple Podcast as well, but um, you're here, you're now, and um, go away and have a great day. Much love to you and yours, and I look forward to being with you on the next journey to journeys to wellness.